Hello and welcome to the Garden History Podcast. My name is Adverly Richmond and I'm a garden, landscape and social historian. Now for the next few weeks, I'm going to introduce you to a variety of the people, plants, places and features which you might find within the subject of garden history. And this will be in alphabetical order with each short podcast devoted to a letter. The idea for this podcast came after I started an A to Z of Garden History on my Twitter feed, which you can find on my pinned tweet at Adverley R. This will also give you an opportunity for a sneak preview of some of the things I covered last year. But for this podcast, I decided to change the features of some of the letters in order to give you a wider choice of terms. But first of all, what is garden history? Well, you could say that garden history is the study of the development of gardens and gardening in response to social and economic changes over the centuries. These changes were often influenced by key factors such as politics, religion, wealth, status, travel and even conflict. More importantly, the study of garden history helps us to understand and therefore value our historic designed gardens and landscapes, which include public parks, allotments and cemeteries. So throughout the episodes, I'm hoping that you'll find something that will intrigue, inspire and encourage you to take a look into this wonderfully diverse subject. So let's begin with the letter A for American Garden. Historically, the term American Garden was a fashionable concept in Britain from the end of the 18th century. This was a time when there was a massive influx of predominantly North American trees, flowering shrubs and other plants into the country. The novelty and diversity of these exotic plants were an absolute joy for those who could afford them. And these Americans, as they became known, tended to prefer a range of acidic, humus-rich soils so they couldn't easily be incorporated into existing garden areas. So they were planted in their hundreds, sometimes thousands, in areas especially devoted to them so that their cultural needs could be met. And these areas became known as American gardens, plantations, groves and even the odd American thicket. But what drove this new fashion? Well, in 1732, Peter Collinson, a London cloth merchant, was introduced through his contacts to the Philadelphian botanist John Bartram. And this resulted in a 38-year alliance which was instrumental in the introduction of over 200 new American specimens into Britain. John Bartram was paid £50 a year by Collinson, which is about £6,000 in today's money. Bartram then sent boxes of plants and mostly seeds to London, where Collinson acted as his agent and set up a subscription service with over 60 wealthy individuals. 
Initially, this scheme was for the nobility and gentry, but it soon attracted a few very astute nurserymen who were always on the lookout for exotic and unusual specimens. And Bartram painstakingly provided a description of the plant's native habitat, along with the instructions on providing the optimum conditions necessary for each species to thrive. The plants and seeds were distributed to the subscribers in boxes for five guineas each, which would be around £600. Now, there were other plant collectors in North America at the same time as Bartram. People like Mark Catesby, who introduced not only the marvellous Indian bean tree, Catalpa bignonioides, but also that gorgeous evergreen southern magnolia, Magnolia grandiflora, which can be seen against the walls of many country houses, usually quite close to the entrance. So have a look next time you visit an historic house and garden. However, before the 1730s, most American exotics, such as the lovely tulip tree, Liriodendron tulipifera, which was a 1638 introduction by John Tredescant the Younger, had been out of the reach of many people regardless of how deep their pockets were. Well, Collinson and Bartram changed all that. Undoubtedly, they did more than anyone else in the 18th century to popularise American trees, shrubs and many other plants. This new enthusiasm for American plants marked a subtle change in the design and appearance of gardens and landscapes up and down the country. An excellent example is William Beckford's American plantation at Font Hill Abbey, which was created in the late 18th century. A contemporary visitor described how the winding paths took you through groves full of rhododendrons, magnolias, calmias and clusters of azaleas, and how the perfume from the calicanthus and the Carolina roses filled the air. Fonthill Abbey's American plantation flourished for many years in its sheltered landscape in the Wiltshire countryside. And you can see an image of the American plantation at Fonthill Abbey on the podcast webpage at adverley.co.uk. As the 19th century progressed, a steady stream of new and more exciting acid-loving species from around the world began to arrive. Obviously, they were planted with their American counterparts until the term American garden gradually lost its meaning and simply died out. So now you know a little bit about the concept of the American garden. But there is so much more to learn about this fascinating subject. The stories of the Tredescants, Peter Collinson, John Bartram and many others are intriguing. And in their own way, they all promoted the idea of the American garden, which led to the subsequent changes in the planting of the historic gardens and landscapes we see today. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Garden History Podcast. And do join me again for my next session. And until then, thank you and goodbye.